Welcome back to Straight Out of Marvel, episode 83. It's your host, Kevin27, back with another Fire Moon Night after show. You already know episode five breakdown coming. Ah, oh, man, what you guys think of this episode? To me, it was pretty much a tearjerker. I'm not going to lie. Very emotional. We talking about episode five of Moon Knight, Asylum. Asylum or the Asylum? Nope, just Asylum. Yeah, and it was a, I thought it was a pretty good episode. Uh, I definitely, it definitely peeled back like some scars, man. Cause so many people went through abuse as a child. Like, you know, it was a lot of shit. So when I was watching it last night, I was in the fields and especially how they keep, like, you don't know what's real. You don't know what's fake. It's really interesting what they're doing with this these last couple episodes so i'm still gonna go out on a limb and say that it's gonna end in some real because it looks like when you're watching it and we're looking at some of these um memories from mark and you know clearly he's worked with kanshi we saw him uh get killed and then kanshi pulled up on him like yo you want me to say your life like what's good bro so you sold to me pretty much. And he was like, yeah. So uh, when you look at it from that bird's eye view, I'll say it's pretty amazing what they're doing. Like this is, this is a huge accomplishment for Marvel. I will fucking say, I don't know what y'all think about it, but that's just my opening statement about the episode. I thought it was another great one, to be honest. Um, it wasn't my favorite. They did the typical. I, I it is a pattern I'm noticing. I do notice a pattern where episode five is like some damn flashback, or it's like a montage. Like finally, you're gonna accept what's what it is. Like they did it with Falcon and Winter Soldier episode five. They took the damn shield away from uh, fake Captain America, and now it was all about him being Captain America. So when I say him, I mean Steve. Uh, not Steve. Shout out Steve, though. Uh, Sam. So I just think that they're following a similar, similar formula, like similar formula. Think about it. They even did it with WandaVision. Episode eight was like a look back at all the times. And I said the episode was mid. Still stand by that. They was like, oh, look at this. It's WandaVision. And this is what led to the trauma. They, they did the same thing with this episode i could have got honestly i could have got more of this throughout the show just keeping it real i could have got more of this throughout the show but uh nevertheless i still fuck with it it's pretty good what else trying to think of what else before i uh get it popping but oh and oscar isaac a lot of emmy talk a lot of emmy talk now of course, that's just Mark. Well, I'm not even gonna say that. But like, no one was saying that about Jeremy Renner. People was just like, "Oh, I like Hawkeye more." <laughs> no one was like, "Yo, Jeremy Renner, give that man that someone give that man an Emmy head ass." <clears throat> Yo, R.P. T'Challa, R.P. Chadwick. I just look at it and I'm like, the way Oscar Isaac is killing. All of these roles, you talk about Mark, you're talking about Steven, and then you're talking about flashbacks to Steven, and then you're talking about Khonshu, like, yo, Oscar Isaac is in his bag. 
I would not be mad at if he nominated and wins an Emmy, but I mean, the year is far from over. We got a lot more content, a lot more content. And you know how it goes too. Uh, the the more drama shit wins, like the dramatic stuff, stuff like Euphoria, things like that. So you already know how that goes. But hey, I'm not mad at Amy talk from Oscar Isaac. All right, so let's get into the show, man. You can never go wrong with the OG Marvel Studios, man. That shit hit every time. Dun 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 dun. So. It starts off with the boys just yelling help. We see all of this water, like a cave, kind of. The cave of wonders. Sorry, second time I said that. Uh, and then we see some lady. We see some lady, and she like, this is all your fault. And then we see that lady turn into Tilwet. Um, I hope I'm saying it right, Tilwet. And they all screaming. And we snap back from Mark, and we snap back from Steven. And now we are sitting down talking to Dr. Harrow, Harrow, whatever his name is. Damn, maybe it's too early. Maybe it's early. I need a beer, man. What the hell? My fucking my voice sounds stupid. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so Dr. Harrow's like, calm down, Mark. Mark, I didn't shoot you. Your mind is violently vacillating between sense and nonsense. Picture this, all right? Your brain is a pendulum. I'm like, yo, bro, stop talking to me in circles. He's like, you are my patient here at Putnam Medical Facility in Chicago, Illinois. And I'm like, this is crazy. I don't know what's going on. But all I could think about, I'm like, bro, my guy Mark is out here looking crazy. He said, yo, you're not my doctor. Harold says, so is that why you keep starting imaginary fights in our hospital? See, that's that bullshit. Is he starting imaginary fights in the hospital? Hmm. Mark said, you're not a doctor. And then this guy, even the way he talk is so condescending. I, I feel real. I feel like a real doctor. Like, bro, shut up. You're annoying. How about that? So Arthur like, yo. I'm not a real doctor. Okay, well, all right. All right. We'll do it your way. It's not about me, okay? Let's start with you. I'm like, bro. I mean, I don't know. I've never been in this situation, so maybe this is how they be talking to you. But you got to look at it. You got to look at it. If you in this predicament, I guess this is how you will be talking, right? Because, like, bro, you wildin'. <laughs> like, think about it. If he really isn't in, a, in an asylum, and then this is what he's doing, acting like he Moon Knight, that should be crazy. <laughs> and then so he said, so you said you were in a place that was awfully reminiscent of this room, except that it was in Egypt, right? And that you were with a rhinoceros? Like, you know, he ain't say no damn rhinoceros. He trying to play dumb. Oh, you're right. It was a hippopotamus, but it talked. I'm like, bro, you know. Like, I can see right through this bullshit. I can see right through it. I feel like he really did get shot. He said, I find this really encouraging. Honestly, I do. The struggling mind will often build places to seek shelter for different aspects of memories or for traumatic memories. 
I'm like, damn, this shit deep. So this is what got me. He said, some people will see a castle. Some people will see a maze or a library. And I was like, and he was, or no, and then he said, or a psych ward. And then I'm sitting here thinking, fam, you just said that. You just repeated everything that happened from his perspective. They had the maze with the little eye of Horus, clearly the psych ward where he's at now. And then, um, what did he say? That, what was the other one? Oh, in the castle. When he woke up with his jaw broken, I was outside of the castle. And all of this has something to do with him. It could be a psych ward. Like, bro, that's what this is. I feel like he's trying to get information from him. See, why you want to know about the animal character so bad? Why you want to know about the hippopotamus? Hey, remember Big Daddy? Hip, hip hop, hip hop anonymous. <laughs> Classic. No, he said, before you got upset, you were talking to me about a boy. Do you remember that boy? You think you could tell me about that little boy? Here come Mark. It's time to close it out. Mark got right up. I'm ready to stab and kill someone. He said, I feel like a million dollars. I'm going to see myself out. (laughs) Yo, this episode is crazy. This shit is nuts. He said, you're going to release that monster. He's going to destroy everything. And he still be gentle with him. He said, I am not your enemy. And then he gets cranked in the neck, shot to the neck. And now we back with the hip hop, the hip, the hip, hip, hip hop anonymous. No, all right, I'm going to stop saying <laughs> We back with the hippopotamus, T-O-A. And I'm just like, bro, are you just going to shoot him up like that? That's crazy. And he still be gentle with him. Yeah, that boy. He's big ass hippo. He said, wow, these meds are really amazing. And she said, is he always this intense? So the hippo was like, so are you two like twinsies? Mark said no. And of course, Stephen was like, well, sort of. Yo, this damn hippopotamus look crazy. I mean, I guess a hippo would look crazy, right? If they're just standing up with like chains on. All icy and shit, gold on. And what's that? What they got? Locks. Holy. Holy. So Mark said, just a second ago, I thought I'd been shot to death. And she said, oh, gosh, this is really big, your noodle. But uh, I think you were just taking a little time out. I'm afraid you're actually quite dead. You know how mad I'll be if I'm dead and my death is an asylum? Like, bro, you could have just left me alive if that's the case. Yo, if I die and then I like, okay, this would be the most fucked up shit, right? Like, I die and then my hell is having to watch Bears games for the rest of my life. That'd be fucking terrible. Except for when they play the Packers because we always beat them. But come on, man. What the hell is that? It's like making me watch... uh. Like, making me watch the Boston Celtics for the rest of my life. Like, damn, you could just left me alive for that bullshit. 
So imagine dying and then your death is you just chilling in an asylum. Fam, no. Let me say, yes, Mark, I think she's right. Yo, Steven is funny. And she's like, actually, I have. It's been a minute since we had a soul pass here. Uh, a bit distracted. That shit looked nasty. She said, welcome, gentle traveler. Um, uh, gentle travelers to the realm of Duat. And he said, Duat? The Egyptian underworld, said Stephen. He said, this is Tare, goddess of women and children. And she's guiding us through our journey to the afterlife. Yeah, that's a little crazy. The goddess of women and children is a hippo. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. A hippo? Couldn't be nothing more beautiful than that. Yo, hippos look crazy. Yo, so he like, this the afterlife? And she said, and afterlife, not the afterlife. You'd be surprised how many ancestral planes of untethered consciousness exist. Ooh. Let me make sure she said that right. Oh, she said intersectional planes. I was going to say, that's that damn uh, Black Panther shit. Oh, and then she said it. Like the ancestral plane. Oh, just gorgeous. Anyway, see, I knew I wasn't tripping. I was like, what the hell? So, damn. Yo, that would kind of be crazy, though, if you just, you just go, like, when you die, you die and your afterlife is according to your culture. Yo, that'd be pretty crazy. So if you just don't believe in nothing, what happens? You just die and then just chilling like, yeah, man, I'm just here. Just here. But if you believe in like, uh, if we take it to real life, you believe in like, you're Christian, you go to Christian heaven or you go to Mormon heaven, Buddhist heaven now. That would be kind of crazy. Like, damn, everything is always segregated. <laughs> uh, she said, I do actually have cars for this, if you just wait. And I'm um, sorry. Now she says, because the dual's true nature is impossible for the human mind to comprehend, you may perceive this realm as something more easily recognizable to you. So, damn, that's fucked up. So for him, where the, the the intersectional plane, whatever plane they're on, because he said in afterlife, not the afterlife. This is where Steven is mentally always in a psych ward. So that's his afterlife. Damn, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's a prison within itself. That's a prison within a prison. Holy. Even she said a psych war is a first for me, but hey, we could roll with it, right? So Steven asked a million-dollar question. Why would we want this realm to be, you know, like, a, why would we want our psych war to be our intersectional plane? Like, what? And that's what I said. And, of course, Mark just keeping it real because we're insane. Yo, a whole episode with Mark and Steven apart is dope. Real dope idea. He said it's talking hippo, talking dead bird. You're outside of my body now. And now the afterlife, right? And I'm like, bro, Mark is going, Mark is like, yo, this is some bullshit. He said, oh man, Dr. Harrow's right. This is an organizing principle. (laughs) Even Steven was like, he's a doctor now? (laughs) Oh, that shit was funny. 
And then Marcus, like, I'll prove it to you right through these doors, for example. Yo, he opened this shit up. I'm like, hmm. And then we see this big ass ship. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? And then this is when you start getting more confused. Now it's like, okay, maybe this shit is real, right? And now you're on this big ass ship in the desert, a ship in the desert. He said, this is the underworld. I'm not crazy. He said, I'm dead. Yo, so Mark just happy to not be crazy. And then he's like, yo, so where did you say we're going? Now now he believing in this shit. And he said, we're sailing to Aru? Aru? To the field of reeds, right? Tarot? And even she was like, oh, so he's the smart one. Hey, like, damn, nobody give my guy Mark credit for being smart. And then she said, well, if your heart's balanced in life, then you will spend eternity in paradise. The field of reeds. But before we get there, I've just got to do a quick little. And then she just snatched their damn heart out their chest or some shit. And there's two different hearts. So now she's wearing their hearts on the scale of justice and the feather of truth. And then he said, you see, the ancient Egyptians believed that the heart was the sign of who you really were in life. I'm pretty sure my heart is black. And you guys get the concept. And I'm like, damn, my guy is really dead because they got shot. I got shot. I got shot. Man, y'all know about the boondocks. Relax. (laughs) So apparently if the judgment isn't right, then the dead will drown. Like they'll throw them overboard. And then you will will remain forever frozen in sand. And I was like, whoa. Because it's kind of crazy what happens at the end of the episode. Spoiler alert. But I was just like, oh, shit. Makes the end of the episode way more crazier when you look at it from that. She said, no unbalanced souls on my. So Mark like, fuck all that shit. We ain't even going to the field of reeds. We going back. He said they're going to kill the hippo. And steal the boat. Yo, Mark is a savage. To even say that, just is, that's bold as hell to say right on somebody's boat. We're going to kill this hippo and steal her fucking boat. Like, holy. So the scales are like tripping. They don't know what to do. And then they said, the hearts are not full. And trust me, I'm a goblet half full kind of girl, but it's like each, they just feel incomplete. And then they said, without balance skills, the doo-wop will eventually claim your souls. So basically, they got to do some soul searching. So she said, well, this boat contains all of life's memories. And I don't know what you guys been hiding, but you got to go figure it out. And uh, I don't know why that part kind of irritated me. <laughs> like, for some reason, that part irritated me last night. I was like, what the hell? That was so cliche. Get in there and show each other the truth. It just seems so cliche. I don't know why. So, Mark, like, how are we going to do this? And all Steven to worry about is Layla. You think, she, you think Layla's all right? Like, bro, stay focused. That's why your ass get frozen, nigga. 
You ain't focused. So Mark was like, yeah, she already for now, but eventually she'll go on a suicide mission. I was like, holy Layla, the guy. So Mark's still trying to catch a body on a damn hippo. He's like, yo, it's one hippo, two of us. Like, we can smoke this bitch, yo. He's like, matter of fact, we don't even got to do that. Just tire up. I'm like, damn, Mark. Steven, like, how about we try to unlock some of these memories? So then we get to see Moon Knight over here going ham on the jackal. Yo, he whooping the shit out that jackal. Yo, they could have showed us that shit, man. Like, they just show it in the, the mirror. That's why I say, man, I hate some of this shit be TV 14. Man, bring back the TV and May Marvel shit, man. I hate that shit. Because I want to see motherfuckers get their ass beat. Because that would that would have been a, such a better scene if you could have actually seen him going ham on the jackal. Just get to see it in the reflection on the mirror and shit. And then we look at Kanshu turning back the damn time, which if this shit is real, this isn't being talked about enough. Like, you know, if it's real that Kanshu turned back time 2,000 something years, bruh, or turn back the sky, I don't know. That shit is wild. I feel like that need to be talked about more. Even Mark was like, whoa, that's wild. See, I'm definitely Mark. He said, what's this? Mark said, yo, what are we going to do? Revisit every memory I had? Uh, yeah. Shit. Uh, I'll at least go back and revisit some of the good ones. Shit, some of them. You don't want to go back and revisit uh the trauma center. He said, you remember this? Mark like, yeah, it was just a street, you know? I don't even remember what happened. Right and then we hear a boy screaming for help. And then we walk up into this room and it's nothing but dead people. We talking about some six cent shit. And this is all the people that Mark has murdered. Including a little boy at the end. That's what was creepy to me. I was like, bruh, tell me Mark didn't kill no little kid. Yo, Mark got hella bodies. I would feel like Mark would have more bodies than this, though. He said Dubai, Gabon. Is this all the people that he, like, the locations he murdered? Yep. He said New York. Oh, man. Yo, one of them, that black dude look like MT from New Rockstars. No cap. He said they were criminals, murderers, predators, the worst of the worst. Kanshi wanted them punished. Hey, if they was fucked up people, man, you had to catch a body. There's too many black people in there, though. I ain't like that. So it's like he confessing sins and the healing, like, now the scales are slowing down. And now we see the little boy. And now it gets sinister. Even Stephen said, why is there a child in a room filled with people you killed? And he, yo, Mark was like, yo, don't go near him. Little kids start running. So Stephen locked Mark ass out. He was like, no, you can't come in here. And it's so crazy. It's just a random ass door outside with nothing. You see young Mark. You see baby. I don't know, the little brother. 
You see the mom, mom Dukes over here. You see Papa, you see Papa Moon Knight. Now mom told his ass. Now mom's told his ass. Yo, keep an eye on your brother. Keep an eye on your brother now. His ass. Laters, Gators. So you got to be paying attention. She said, in a wild crocodile. Bro, who be saying that shit? Corny ass family. Laters, Gators. In a wild crocodile. Boy, if y'all don't knock that sweet ass, sweet life of Zach and Cody shit off, boy. Boy, that corny ass shit. Maybe that's something from the whites. Because uh, all that shit is not necessary. Where these little bad kids going? The brother name is Randall. Okay. So we sitting here and he's talking about. So she what, what the brother was like, yo, can you can you talk like old boy? And then he starts speaking with the British accent. So this is probably like the first sign like this is the first time where he even thought about using Stephen Grant as a part of his like or not even using but having Stephen as a part of his DID and shit. Ooh. So they going in this cave or whatever. Damn. I don't I don't think I catch I didn't I don't think I caught that last night. So the little kid Randall, the little brother said mom said not to when it's raining. And he said, it'll be fine. Don't be a baby. Oof. Holy. And they made the little kid look all sad and shit. Like, boy, you should take your bad ass home. Yo, why? Wait, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Well, I don't think Kanshu, I don't think Kanshu making shit rain. So that can't be that, right? Kanshu don't make it rain. Right? Because he just stepped on the damn bones and it was in the shape of like, you know, the you know, the bird and shit. The bird Kanshu. He ain't making it rain. I don't think so, right? <clears throat> Yo, why they in this cave anyways? I don't understand. The hell they doing? Bad ass kids. So even Steven could see what's about to happen. You have to get out of here. Yo, Mark Penn. Oh, we. That water's deep. Well, how the hell Mark get out? Yo, how did Mark how did Mark get out of this and the little brother didn't? First of all, why would they even go in there? Whoa. So Mark over here looking throughout the rooms and the moms just pop up. I mean, clearly, bro. I mean, I'm not even going to lie. Y'all some bad parents if you let your kid go up in that shit. The way Steven even have to go in there when it's not raining, I will be concerned about my kid up in there. What the hell is going on? I mean, you can't blame the son. He's a little kid, but, bro, that's bad parenting. 
not to when it's raining. You shouldn't at all. Mark said, Whoa, whoa. Hey, so did Kanshu save Mark and not the little brother? Holy, holy, holy. Oh, Mark said, It's just a memory. Damn. I think Kanshu saved Mark and not the brother because eventually he knew he was going to be his avatar. Wow. That is crazy. Holy. Oh my God. Sorry, guys. That shit just blew my fucking mind. That shit just blew my fucking mind. Oh my God. Damn, that shit was crazy. So now we tune in with Mark, and another memory is a funeral. And this part was fucked up. I mean, she didn't have to go hard on the boy at the funeral. And you should never blame your kid. I mean, it kind of was his, I mean, it was his fault, but ultimately it's your fault because you're the parent and you let your kids go there knowing it was about the rain. You didn't know it was about the rain. I don't I don't know where they live at. I guess Chicago. I don't know how it is in Chicago. Do it just start raining out of nowhere? Because I mean, because in Las Vegas, you could just tell when it's gonna rain. Mom said, I want my railroad back. I want him back. Bro, she came down. He came, Mark, Mark came downstairs. She said, What are you doing here? Hmm? It's your fault. She pointed right at him. You were supposed to keep him safe. You let him drown. Yo, Mark Dad. Mark Dad. Pussy. First of all, you're not going to talk to my son like that. He's a kid. He going through it as well. You're not just the only one going through it. First of all, have some fucking composure. I get it. You lost your son. You carrying him. It's a different relationship with a mom. But come on, you're going to just shit on your son like that. And especially in front of the whole damn family or whatever, how, and then you sitting there trying to console the damn, you can't console the bitch and not control you, console your kid. Yo, fuck Mark dad. Fuck Mark's dad too. Yo, this is another reason why I said Mark Dad pussy. So he go, so Steven go upstairs. Mark trying to stop him. He don't want him to see all these fucked up memories. My guy Steve, my guy Mark over here having his birthday. Mom Dukes won't even come downstairs. Dad begging, yo, Dad is sorry over here begging this bitch to come down for her own son's birthday. We're just about to blow out the candles now. If anything, he lightened the load. Now you ain't got to buy two pairs of sneakers. You only got to buy one. Fucking dirty ass trick. You're making me mad. Damn, that's crazy. Your mother's not feeling well. Bro, I'll take my son. No, I'll leave on that bitch. I'm sorry. I get it. He fucked up. 
but he fucked up, man. Y'all, ulti- I- I'm just, I'm not over that, bro. That's what I'm saying. This episode started peeling back some scar. Not and that, not nothing like that ever happened to me. Not nothing like that. But just even that is just trigger. I don't know why that shit triggered me. I'm like, bro, why are you gonna sit here and just dog your fucking son now? Like he, like bro, he was a little, he was a little kid. He made a mistake. And then you're going to just sit here and just shit on him. You ain't even going to come down for my man's birthday while he blowing out his candles. Holy. You know, sorry ass that we're doing just you and I this year. Then I really got mad. He didn't want to blow all the damn candles out. Now he going back upstairs. I was like, damn, they got hella upstairs. Next birthday. Now she acting like an asshole to him. She getting lit on my man's birthday. She said you were always jealous of him. Like, bro, why would you keep your son around that type of tux- uh, that, that type of toxicity? That's why I don't like Mark Dad either, man. Fuck his parents. Wow, oh, bruh. Ever since he was like right on his birthday, the next birthday, you still tripping on him. Then she have the nerve to say, I should have known you would do something like this. And Steven asked, Mom, what are you doing? Dad got no spine. That'll fucking punk probably be getting cucked out. Yo, so Mark grabs Stephen ass finally, like, get your ass up out of there. Stephen, like, what happened to that boom, Mark? What happened to that room? This shit is crazy. Steven said, why are you remembering her like that? That's not what she was like. Like, bro, these are, you're the fucking bank of memories. This is what she was like, clearly. Yo, so when we see Mark's punk ass dad again, now that they're in the streets like fighting and shit, and we see the dad Elias, and uh, he over here pleading with Mark. Mark like, fucking, I'm leaving. I don't even know how old he was. He looked like he's like 16, maybe. Finally had enough of his punk ass mom, and 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 it's not like she can't grieve, but grieving like that—that's just nah. I never respect anybody grieving like that. I don't give a damn what. I don't give a damn. Yo, I'm a mental health advocate, but shitting on your kids—I'm never agreeing with that. Never. Only way I feel like that if he actually like pulled a gun out and then popped the damn like you know like mike you know like uh the michael myers movie how he just murdered his whole family fuck that kid i'm not going to see you but you accidentally get your like you almost died and i'm telling you i don't know if anybody else i mean clearly i think that's what happened he was saved by conscience clearly i think mark was saved by conscience uh because he's like i can't do nothing with you while you a kid when you came in a dog assassin i got you bro and it's just, I don't understand, Mark. Mark's dad, you still with this woman after all these years? She abusing your kid? No. So even a little, even even teenage Mark, he was like, yo, why haven't you fixed this yet? Like, what are you doing, fam? 
Like, what the hell? So the dad was like, I cannot lose another son. Please don't do this. He's like, get the fuck out of my face. I'm leaving. So then Mark tackles Steven, and all of a sudden, they have the scene of the crime. It looks like when uh, Kanshu took back the time or took back the stars. Is that this is that this place? He said, Harold said you were a mercenary that you killed hostages. Oh, they going back to all his deep dark secrets. Mark said, Do you believe that? I was like, You wouldn't put it past you. Oh, it's the fuchsia scarf with the scarab. There's Layla's dad after getting murked off. Yo, Mark said he tried to yo, Mark said he tried to save him. He said, but we didn't make it clearly. So Stephen said, what happened to you? And he just pointed. Mark up in there laid out. Oh, so this is when we see how he first get conchewed. I wonder why he went right to the tomb. Maybe was it just destiny? Maybe Kanshu killed him. Damn, Stephen was about to blow. Mark was about to blow his brains out. Kanshu said, what a waste. Hmm. Yo, Mark said, huh? <laughs> Gosh, you said, I feel the pain inside of you. I'm like, pause. Yo, Gosh, you a little horny motherfucker. Mark said, what the hell are you? He said, I am the god of you in search of a warrior. Mark was like a warrior. Well, good luck with that, motherfucker. Kanchu said, to be my hands, my eyes, my visions, to be my final world against the evildoers. I'm like, God damn, man, you saying all of this shit. And then he told that motherfucker, do you want death or do you want life? The power to heal. I was like, oof. He said, your mind, I feel it, fractured, broken, most fascinating. So why he needed his mind to be broken and fractured? He said, in exchange for your life, do you swear to protect the travelers of the night and bring my vengeance to those who would do harm? I don't, that's what I'm saying. Even Steven was like, yo, he's taking advantage of you. Mark like, well, he kept us alive. Yo, Kanshu asked him twice. Kanshu was thirsty, boy. 
Stephen was like, yes. So what was this? The last, this was the last thing. He said, rise, rise and live again as my fist of vengeance as my moon night. So she said, so they go out and they're like, yo, what's going on? And Tower said, unbalanced souls are being judged in the upper life before their time. And she was like, oh, this is bad. This is evil. So maybe I'm not even bad. Maybe it's just Harrow, bitch ass. So Mark was like, you see why you got to send us back? And she was like, even if I could send you back, you, I'd just be returning you to a body with a bullet in it. You wouldn't be able to heal. I'm like, damn, these niggas really dead. So Steven said, can you send words to Layla? Can you help us? What kind you? And then she like, yo, it seems like you only want, like, you seem like you really want to get away from him. And then he, Steve, oh, ah, these two confused me. And then Mark was like, I did, but this is our only shot. It's the way it's got to be. I'm like, yo, this shit crazy. She said, Osiris is not going to like this, but his gate is the only path back. A big ass ship. Oh, so Mark got to know everything or Steven has to know everything, like all of the, the trauma that Mark knows. Yo, Mark is over here begging Steven. He's begging Steven, please, I don't want to go back there. He like, Steven like, bro, Harold going to kill everybody if we don't get back. We got to do this. Okay, so this part was nuts. So Mark starts slapping his shit out of his stuff like, no, you won't make me do it. You won't make me do it. And then I'm sitting here. I'm like, whoa. And then this is the part that they showed in the trailer. And I'm like, whoa. Now we back in Harold's office. I'm like, bro, what is real? <laughs> What's going on? This show is fucking nuts, man. Yo, he like, get your fucking hands off me. He said, did you inject me with something? Harold said, you watch too many movies. We can't involuntary sedate patients. Not these days, huh? I mean, not unless absolutely necessary. Now, all of a sudden, Mark has no scars on his face. Everything cool. He just good now. So Mark is over here going through all of this shit, right? With Harold. Harold is fucking with him because 
I feel like Harold is trying to get information or something to get closer to Tyrus. It's something, something that he's doing while he's manipulating him, even in the afterlife. Because I'm like, bro, he got shot. He dead, clearly. And they're going to find a way to bring him back, but this shit is nuts. He said, you've been at it for hours. Fam, you just sitting here watching me talk? You just watching me, listening to me talk for hours? You ain't got any other patients? You just on me, huh? I'm so proud of you, Mark. I want you to consider this. Do you think you created Steven to hide from all the awful things you've done in your life? Or do you think Steven created Mark to punish the world for what your mother did to you? Ooh, that's a mind fuck. My Dukes is beating that ass. Stop hitting your kids. I'll say it again. I say that shit all the time. That shit don't do anything but make a motherfucker hate your bitch ass. So moms, so we get back up and we get in the room finally, and mom's trying to beat the damn door down. And Mark, the little kid, Mark's like, it's not my mom, it's not my mom, it's not my mom. And this is the this is when I really started getting triggered. As a kid that got his ass beat all the time, boy, you talk about triggering. And I'm talking about I got my ass beat, some crazy ass whoopings. So when I be looking at shit like this, I just hate it, man. That shit just bring me back to a fucked up place, you know? She like, Mark, open his door. Open his door right now. And he's scared. He even turned into Steven right here. And I feel like maybe this was the first time he turned into Steven. And then you see this little kid, little Steven, and he said, bloody hell, look at this place. I better sort it out before mom sees it. And then we see the damn tomb when danger is near. We see Tomb Buster. Steven Grant has no fear. And Mark, like, or Steven's like, you made me up. She said, you're going to learn to listen. And then she said, why do you have to make me do this? Ooh, that shit crazy. Ooh, that shit make me feel crazy. Ooh. And then she called him. She said, you disgusting man. Boy, they really poured it on on this one. Because I was like, holy. Ooh. What? So I'm confused. So Mark was like, well, I'm going to get my ass beat. So I'm going to turn into Steven. And then Steven could get his ass beat. And I don't have to remember it. That's crazy. 
Oh, that's scary. Damn. Right? Mm-mm-mm. Damn. That's fucked up. So Steven socked his ass. Like, that was the point of me to, what, to be a stress ball? Like, yes, motherfucker. He said, all this time I thought I was the original, but I'm just something that you made up. And Mark said, you got to live a happy, simple, normal life. Steve, like, yo, it was all a lie. I'm like, bro, y'all motherfuckers is crazy. Oh, shit, Mom Duke's even dead. So Mark was like, yo, you got to live thinking that you know, your mom didn't love you. She didn't beat you. You wanted to know all of that shit. You think she's still alive? No, she's not. She's dead. So how's your girlfriend? Oh, she got hit by a car. She's dead. Head ass. So he said, dad called me all these years about a shiver and I couldn't do it. Now, I don't know what a shiver is. I'm about to look. About to look. Shiver. Shivery isn't dead, head ass. Let's see. Shiver. A period of seven days formal mourning for the dead begin immediately after the funeral. Okay. I mean, I figured it was something like that, but you know, I just like to get these actually full meanings when I'm uh, listening now. Yo, Steven, he's not accepting it. Oh my God. So out of nowhere, now Steven in the damn asylum. Oh my God. He just throw water in Harold's face. He said, I gave you a bit of watch, didn't I? He said, hold on a minute. What's this? Is this some kind of test? I recognize this place. What's this? So, Stephen, I'm your doctor, remember? I'm here to hear you. Diploma of psychology. Like, Stephen asked, like, you've really grown up in the world, haven't you? He said, the little haircut, the little silly tash there. <laughs> Ain't even call it a mustache. He called it a tash. That is fucking hilarious. And I'm tired of y'all saying his British is trash. It's supposed to be. He's not British. He's American. He said it's very Ned Flanders. What's Terrell up to now? So Harold trying to make it like it's all his fault. I asked Mark to open up to you. Did he get a chance to speak to you? 
Yeah, he spoke all right. See, he want information. He said, oh, nosy. He said, what do you feel like he lied to you about? Oh, nosy. And he said, what do you mean? I th- I didn't think you would be able to acknowledge Mark. He said, oi, don't say that. That's not true. My mother's not dead. He says, Stephen, I must be mistaken. See, why he keep thinking that his mother not, bro, that's what he said. That's what he said. Mom Deuce is gone, man. She gone tragic, died of a tragic death. So Harold said, hmm, you want to speak with her? Why don't we call? They said, it'll take two seconds. Damn, he dogging his ass. He said, yo, he says she she screams at calls because of uh, the telly people. Yo, his ass is crazy. He said it's ringing. Yo, Arthur Harrow, asshole. Mrs. Grant, this is Dr. Harrow. Steven's here. He'd like to speak with you. Would you like to speak to your mom? His ass crying and shit already. Who's on the other line? Now he's saying, my mom is dead. Why did he come to a realization then? He didn't even put the phone to his ear. Was it just a dial tone? He's like, bro, mom's dead. Okay, so whose funeral is this? That was the mom's funeral. Oh, that's who was outside. Oh, that's why he was out there drinking. Oh. Oh, so Mark went to the funeral. Like, he went to the funeral, but he didn't go inside. He said, I'm not even giving you the satisfaction. Yo, my guy fell to his knees crying. Even through his yarmulke. I was like, holy. He said, I'm denouncing my religion, head ass. That's fucked up. This is messed up, man. This is pretty sad, but very emotional. I really like this scene. Oscar Isaac killing it. And he just turned into Steven. He's like, you deal with it. He said, where am I? 
Bloody hell. That's the first thing you always say. Oh, bollocks. He said, I'm completely lost. I don't know where I am again. So when the moms die, that's when their lives start bleeding to each other. So Steven's trying to convince him, yo, it wasn't your fault. All the horrible things she said to you wasn't your fault. And even Steven got to tell him, like, yo, you was just a child. It wasn't your fault. I mean, it was your fault, but still your parents' fault, ultimately. So, like, a big-ass earthquake just happened. He said, I think we just stopped. out of it what's happening she said the unbalanced souls of the duat must now claim yours damn that's fucked up she said I tried to stop it but well Damn, that's fucked up. Dude had a he had a knife. Come on, Mark. Whoop their ass. Oh, you can't because they made a sand. Steven's still over here. Thought it. It's a cool little fight scene. She smacked his ass right in the face with the bat. You know, the crazy thing about all of this is they got a lot to wrap up on that final uh, season finale. So Steven said, Mark, you got this, which means I got this too. Damn, Steven fucking they ass up. Oh, shit. So Steven sacrificed himself for Mark. And this part was uh, pretty, this was pretty creepy because my guy Steven tried to get up and walk away and got turned into stone. He said, stop the boat. 
Oh, now my guy Steven turning into stone. Damn, that shit like it hurt. Damn, turn my guy into stone. And then fucking all of a sudden, your scales are balanced. So what, he had to sacrifice Steven? He had to sacrifice Steven just to get balanced? That shit look boring as hell. Just in a field. That shit look boring. Like, what are you supposed to do there? Directed by Mohamed Diab. Written by Rebecca Kirsch and Matthew Orton. So, yeah, that was my take. My reaction to episode five, Asylum. Very solid, even though it was very triggering. Hated the parents. I really hated the parents, man. Uh, Very triggering. Uh, With that being said, very good episode. I give it a solid eight out of ten. I think it's my lowest ranking, but still great episode. Uh, I don't know where we're going next, honestly. It's like he's dead and he's in the field of dreams. And I don't know, like, I don't know what's, I don't know where we go from here, but I'm definitely excited to see where we go from here. So uh, you guys make sure you stay tuned, man. We only got one more episode left. This has been a great journey. So glad you guys have been rolling with your boy, Kevin 27. Oh, man, this is a great series so far. Great series. Uh, What do you guys think? What was your favorite part of the episode? Please get in the comment section. Give a theory. Oh, what else we got? Yeah, that was that was pretty much it, man. I really loved I really loved that episode, man. Solid eight out of ten. So make sure five star rating Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Follow at Kevin Twenty Seven World and keep an eye out on the platform because more podcasts will be coming soon. So believe until you make believers. I'm out.